Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. We use it and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. You nailed that line, Crafty. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. AJ, what else? With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. That's true. And ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we've been connecting with fans more with polls and instant feedback. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. We are live. Foul territory on a Friday. opener for Team USA. Yeah. You like the beat? Kratzy here. Jonesy out in Europe in Barca. Adam Jones, you like the uh, the opening music a little bit? I like that. I like that. Get it a little going. You know, it's a little it's five o'clock out here, you know, so <laughs> you guys need to catch up. I'm already in that mood to, you know, lower my day. So, hey. <laughs> I like it. Out. The sun's going down. You're ready to get, so, get, the, get the night going on. It's on its way down. Exactly. Wait for mama to get home with the kids and they... We're going to have our night. We're going to have a little happy hour, too, <laughs> about halfway through. We're doing it every Friday. We'll do a little toast, especially because we're about to start. Yes, the World Baseball Classic has begun, but we're about to start Team USA's voyage. And it's not just USA. Dominican Republic, Venezuela. Like There, there are names that have been playing, and Otani's been awesome. But now we're about to see superstar squads, including the top two favorites in Team USA and Dominican Republic. They'll get going this weekend, one group in Miami. It's a really loaded up field in Miami. And then Team USA is out in Arizona. Uh, you know a little something about Team USA, World Baseball Classic. Pretty fitting to have you on today, Adam. Are you fired <laughs> up for this? It's a good time in having. No, I'm, I'm thrilled for everybody. And obviously, the Asian brackets in Taiwan and Japan starts early. But, but obviously due to uh, traveling stuff, but I think it's fantastic. The most important thing, though, you take out of this is that players are going to get scouted. They're, it's not, again, you want to win, you want to do all that, but players are going to get scouted. There's players that were playing in the Panama League. I'm watching one of the dudes, Caballero, hitting 450 in the league. Somebody over in Taiwan, Japan, Korea, they look at him and be like, hey, this dude over here, you might be able to help us. And that might change his life going from, I don't even know what they make in the Panama League. I, I can guess that it ain't that damn much. Going to Taiwan, Japan, Korea, potentially making a lot more, which since, since I played there. So it's bigger than just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're playing for our country. Like, now, nah, you guys can actually secure jobs uh, elsewhere. So Gracial did that last time he played in uh, the 2017 WBC for Cuba going against Japan. So it's, it's a showcase, obviously, but uh, you want to win. But it is just a showcase. Somebody's always watching. Somebody's always, always watching. And it's, sure. it's, it's like a minor league adage. But some of these guys, you know, you're going to hear throughout the WBC, some of these guys are lawyers and firefighters. And, yes, they're not just like – they're not just going around and being like, hey, you know, you, you come out and play. And these are people that have history playing. You don't just, like, jump out of bed and throw 90 miles an hour or hit a homer. Like, these guys have been playing, but they've been playing in some – pretty grinder leagues like to play in the in the professional leagues in 
Panama or playing the professional leagues in Colombia, like they're 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 not necessarily like ability wise a step below the minor leagues, but facility wise and stuff. And so to get this opportunity to represent your country, like Jonesy said, but also to show yourself on a stage. And this is a world stage. Like these stadiums are hopping. And, you know, this is an opportunity for these guys to get themselves a payday and an opportunity at a really, really good team. Hey, hey, I was thinking about something. What about like the Czech Republic team? Obviously, you know, the whole story about them. A lot of them are obviously they work normal jobs. Um, what if I'm trying to think of a movie with the, the lefty that he was a he was a baseball coach and he was like if you could the kids baited him oh, in the, the rookie the rookie what if what if one of the one or two of those guys gets a job like they're again just like a normal a normal civilian turned like biggest stage i know they're going nuts in the czech republic when i was out in regensburg for the qualifier which spain did not make it um they had so so many people obviously prague was very close to easy drive but i didn't even know baseball was in the czech republic and like that you never know that that's so amazing that because everybody's eyes are always on you man and that's what the wbc that's what the olympics are that's what any type of sports that that's what sports gives you gives you a chance especially in countries where it's not the biggest sport if you hey a country will rally around a sport especially one that that's cool like baseball in the united states right you're looking around in the czech republic and oh i don't care we're not good oh wait we're winning a game and the world baseball classic let me pay attention a little bit here it's just like fans in the u.s that get into certain sports during the olympics especially if they're good so that part's cool also we're going to talk to andres jimenez i'll go over the guest list real quick for us so andres jimenez superstar shortstop or second baseman i should say of the cleveland guardians he started in the all-star game this past season he's playing for team venezuela venezuela's team looks really good on Mm. paper so we'll ask him all about that Molly Knight, who's a national baseball writer and has her own um, subscription website um, for you to sign up for to follow her articles. And she does a great job. She's written for basically everywhere, big times, athletic, et cetera. Um, She's going to talk about the WBC and the pitching and maybe a little bit of lack of big star power names for Team USA. And then Garrett Stubbs, who's playing for Team Israel, and he's a fun guy to talk to. So we'll get the word on what Team Israel is looking like heading into a big world baseball classic for them. And they're taking on some behemoths. So we'll see what he says about that. Um, Kratzy, first off, I love what you're wearing. We'll go over that later during Kratats. <laughs> but for, for the podcast listeners, rocking a little Japan get up there. I like it. The, uh, the warm-ups looks good. But question for you, because this is how I'm going to get into asking Jonesy. Did you ever address a team? Did you ever do a team speech or anything like that? Maybe it was even in the minor leagues with the younger guys being like, hey, let me tell you what's up. Less in the minor leagues, more in the two times that come to my come directly to my recent memory. I got to address the team after we lost in uh, in game five of the 2020 season. But before the series against the Rays there, I got to address um, – I got told – Aaron Boone told me that he's like, we'd love for you to address the team before we go into the Rays series. During the COVID series where we were in San Diego, we had just beaten the, we had just beaten Cleveland, and we were moving on to play the Rays. And they told me – he's like, hey, he's like, you're not going to be on the active roster. I was on the active roster for the previous series, but he goes, we're not going to keep you active on this roster. You know, you can't carry three catchers. So I, I understood that. And he goes, but I'd like for you to 
address the team. So I'm sitting there like, address the team? I had like 12 at-bats for the season. Like, I was there hanging out, but like, it's an honor to be able to address, be able to address the team. But throughout that whole time, there was a lot of like rah-rah speeches. So my thought was, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to try to lighten it up a little bit. Because I live in a world where I like, it, like things lightened up. I wrote a song for the team. And I sang a song based on the rhythm and the words of um, Hey There Delilah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm forgetting. I'm, forget, I'm forgetting Plain white who tees. sang it. Plain white like, tees. Like, hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? You know, so I, I changed the... I changed the the words and the the boys were rolling. Like at the melody, I forget. Ah man, Maybe wait. Did, come to me please tell me it. someone either recorded it or you have the lyrics still. I'm sure I have the lyrics somewhere, or even if I like, because I would write them down on like the back of like the hotel menus or something and stuff it in my backpack. I did it several different times, but yes, that was more of a lighthearted one. Jonesy's was like. I pumped the boys up, and I did that one time when I played for uh, Team USA when when I was in just just the whole Team USA thing. Like it just, I'm not from Japan, but like like it just gets me hype watching watching yeah. the games. Like these games get you hype, and and I you know so I gave a I gave a speech during that, but that was you know the real rah rah. I don't think Jonesy did a <laughs> did a song for all of the. Uh legendary players and all-stars that he was playing with in 2017. What did you deliver for the boys back then? Uh, uh, mine was simple. I mean, we, cause we got down to camp in the first couple of days, um, you know, obviously filling out each other. Um, you know, we all know, we all know where our mission was obviously, but we all done play together. We are, we all bat third, second, third and fourth on our teams. Now you got to understand that, you know, guys that are hitting in those lineups, somebody's got to hit seven, eight, nine. That's just how a lineup works. And I remember me and Kinsler just talking and uh, Posey was just there. He, he just it was overhearing. He was just like, what are you guys talking about? We was like, hey, you know, we just we just want to just address the team because like we got a good team. It seems like a lot of people want to say something, you know what I mean? Because you got to look at the look at the roster. Look at the roster right now. Look at all these teams' rosters. There's somebody who is, I mean, most of these guys are the captains on their teams or the leaders on their teams. So we're like, somebody got to say something. So I was like, look, I'll, I'll talk. I'll deliver. I don't care. So I got up and just talked to the guys before we started playing. I'm like, look, we got an opportunity to, to really do something special. I was on the 13 team, and it seemed like the same way where there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and no one, not one person just wanted to be like, look, I got it. I let, Let's just follow my lead. And, and we had a hell of a team with J-Row, Brandon Phillips, David Wright, Maurer. It was just, I mean, their team was unbelievable. But it didn't seem like one person could, like, grab that, the reins. And even going back and watching 09 and 06, it, did, it never seemed that. Even though they had the great teams, again, I'm not on those teams in those locker rooms, but it didn't seem like that. And if you watch us in 17, we all played like we knew each other. We, we I mean, the infielders were phenomenal, obviously, with Arenado, Crawford, um, it was, it was our second baseman. Oh, Kinsler, obviously. Hosmer. I mean, we had just a fantastic team. And I just let them know, like, hey, we, we, we really got a shot to beat here, beat these guys. Dominican wants to punch us in our face. Let's take that shit from them. And we did. And I understand Miami, that was, I think that was – obviously, we played Dominican twice. Miami, that's when they came back against us. San Diego, when we won. The atmospheres is going to be favorable 
to Dominican Republic, 100% in Miami because proximity. Um, and it's Miami. So Venezuela has the, has the favoritism. Every Latin, Latin team has the favoritism over Team USA in Miami. Arizona, only Arizona, they're not going to have favoritism against Mexico, but everybody else, they will. So really, fan-wise, America is going to be down. And I was letting these guys know, we're in their territory. We're in Miami, okay? If we played this in Salt Lake City, we got a shot. We're not in Salt Lake City, okay? You got a shot. We don't, we're not playing there. Down in Miami, we go, we go into Versailles afterwards. Let's get this game in. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. It's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. And it is like I get goosebumps talking about it. I still, I mean, watching that catch, I'm glad that it, the WBC started so something else is going to happen. Cool. So hopefully something iconic. But it's just, it still gives me goosebumps because, man, you, you put on that uniform, it's different for those three weeks. It's different. It's different. I get the Orioles. It was fantastic putting on those. When you were in Team USA, where you're from, your heritage, when they were in Dominican, Puerto Rico, Cuba, it, it's just different. And let those guys know. We got $330 million behind us right now, not just your city market. Let's do it all for them. And the guys put up. And we just we played baseball. We played really good, fundamentally sound baseball with some big hits. Did you feel like you had to, like it had to be said? You said, you know, you kind of were looking around like, ah, should something be said? And when you said it, did you like, were you guys like, ah, yeah, like, let's get I think it. so. Yeah, I think it was just like, I know something needs to be said. Like, you, you can feel that, just feel that, that, that energy. And I was like, man, look it, let's go out there and do this, man. We can do it. Let's play hard. Again, it's spring training, but it's not spring training. Because we knew that going into it. Because in spring training, we get days off. We get play five innings. This is playing nine innings. I played seven games, nine innings. And I've never played a nine-inning game in the longest time. So in spring training, I think maybe before then, maybe like, I don't even know, to be honest with you, 2013, 14. Um, so it's just training your body. And then we just let everybody know, look, we vets. We know what we're doing. Let's go out there and do it. Come on. It's baseball. We can, we, we, we got our team behind us. We got our... We got our, our families behind us. We got our fans. Once we got to San Diego, we had to get the first bracket. Once we got to San Diego, L.A., because it seemed like the Mexican fans didn't want them, didn't want the Dominicans. They wanted us, so we took everything we got. I'm from San Diego, so it seemed like they was out there for me, too. Did they, did they tell you? Like, did they tell you? Because we've been talking about, like, workload management. This guy's not going because of contract. This guy's old. This guy's – like, did the team <laughs> – Guy's old. <laughs> Don't play him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't play him. He's too old. Like, did you go, like, did somebody from the Orioles, I'm sure, you know, Buck, you know, he has his hand with, you know, with every little thing. So I'm sure, you know, did he pull you in the office with the GM and say, okay, listen, what did Buck call you? AJ or 10 or Mr. Roots? What did he call you? Bunch of them. Jonesy. Uh, Jonesy. Yo, know, did he call yeah. you in and say, Jonesy, look, the team has this blocked out. Or actually, he puts his hand in his little pocket here. <laughs> <laughs> Jonesy, the team has it blocked out that you're only playing or did you say piss off i'm playing for team usa this is my career let's get it it was a mixture of both it was i was like look i got an opportunity to play for team usa again and he was like all right because of my track record of being healthy so it was like it was he had no there was nothing he can be like well you know you missed time last year and you couldn't go off or nothing I mean, I played, a, I think going into that, that year, maybe I played 155, 156 games, something like that in center. So I think, I think he trusted my, uh, my ability to stay healthy, 
my ability to my work, my work management, workload and preparation to be uh, to be healthy for it. And that's most important. Like I started I started everything a month earlier instead of, you know, February, you know, get to spring training, you know, the veteran guys, that's when they get to hitting. I started all, all that in January. I started the running before Christmas, right after Thanksgiving, I had to run off all that that gravy. So I just I just started everything a little bit earlier because I knew the importance of being in shape and how no matter how much you train, you're going to be you're going to be very much in pain the first week of spring training. So I wanted to minimize that and like make sure that my arm was like that first week. Okay, get through the soreness, because by the time I wanted to get to the WBC team, I wanted to be able to just let it go with freedom like it would be uh, early April. So I just did everything uh, three to four weeks earlier. Hey, so let's ask Andre Semenis about that right now. Cleveland Guardians all-star and big-time member of Team Venezuela down in Miami right now. Andre, it's great to have you. We're excited to have you throughout the season. So let's piggyback off what Jonesy just said. How did you prepare yourself for the WBC maybe a little bit differently than seasons in the past? Because you got to be ready to go first week of spring training, right? Yeah, we have to, man. Uh, we have to be ready for, for the games are going to be exciting games it's gonna be a new new theme for me because i'm my first time representing my country and uh you know it's gonna be fun uh especially with you know the teams that we are playing in with uh they are great great teams and you know it's gonna be fun hey andres how is it representing venezuela and not just normal it's not just a normal situation you represent venezuela in the wbc one of the biggest stages one of the biggest brackets and you're gonna face one of the biggest teams. How and just but encompass all that with the team you got. You got Miggy, one of the I mean the Hall of Famer. You got Altuve. You got then you go with the young guys like yourself, Acuna. How is that encompassing? You got the old the viejos and you got the Hovens. How is that just encompassing <laughs> with the and then you guys wearing the 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 proudful colors of Venezuela? Oh, uh, for me it's like a is a living a dream. You know, I feel like. And in the All-Star game, every single day here, you know, you see the guys around and, you know, you got so many silver sluggers, you see so many go-go winners, you see, you know, a lot of MVP winners and you have the, the young talents, you know, in the same page with the with the old guys, with the viejos. And, you know, it give you more, you know, more, more time to realize where you are and what you're going to, what you want to do and you know it's special for me it's like a dream every single time oh here he's been here two days and i feel like i i am in the all-star game every single time you know for me put the venezuela jersey on my chest it's just a huge honor um and you know you have to take a pride of it bienvenido andres eric Ratz. I'm going to try to do Spanish and English. My baseball Spanish, I need to practicar más, so maybe you can help me, but I'll, I'll ask the same questions in Spanish and in English, all right? All right. Is that good? Okay. Yeah, all that's right. perfect. Tú eres mejor segundo base en todo grande league. Tú tienes oro guante, sexto MVP y estrella. Are you the best second baseman in the big leagues, and the reason I ask this is because you have a gold glove, you you were sixth in the MVP voting, you're an all-star, and on your double WBC equipo, 
Altuve. So are you the best second baseman in the league? <laughs> no, no, I know. You said it clear. Altuve, Altuve is in there. You know, for me, it's a huge honor to play, you know, on the side of Altuve. Just a great guy. Um, you know, one of the best on baseball, if he's not the best. Uh, but for me, it's just a huge honor. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy to to be with him on the field and, you know, try to learn every single day, especially what he did yesterday. It's just crazy, you know, what he can do. And he's a special man. Hey, Andres, give us a glimpse of some of those conversations that you're having. I mean, just like Jonesy said, it's Miggy, it's Acuna. You mentioned Altuve, Luis Arise, Eduardo Escobar's hilarious. We know that. I mean, every minute he's got a new joke. Oh, yeah. So give me give me some insight on some of your teammates. What are they like? Who, who are you meeting for the first time? And, and what kind of conversations you're having, whether it's about baseball or about life? Um, some of the guys I... I've been playing with them, you know, since minor league. So there's kind of like a connection there, but it's not the same because you're you like um, you're in the same clubhouse with them, um, you know. Just special. Uh, just try to ask good questions. Try to learn about the game. Try to learn uh, different situations, and you know, to be ready when I, the time for me comes. Try to be ready with those advice that, that I hear and that I take from here, from there. And, you know, just uh, like I said before, just a privilege to, you know, sharing the clubhouse with them and learning every single day with them. And hopefully we, we can win this. I want to ask something and take it away from baseball a little bit. That clubhouse, y'all got a lot of money in that clubhouse, Miggy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just 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 a lot of money. <laughs> Who's paying for the repas, pepitos, chawarmas? Who's paying for it? I'm gonna tell you that um, they put in. I don't know who's paying for, it, but they put in a great food, Venezuelan food. So <laughs> oh, we are enjoying. We are enjoying the food really, really well. In my <laughs> case, I'm eating. You know, try to eat in a lot. <laughs> um, you know, for me on the season, I don't have the time to, you know, the enjoying that kind of food every single time because we fly into cities where we don't get, you know, Venezuelan food. But, you know, here, I don't know who's paying for it, but we are <laughs> getting a great Venezuelan food. Yeah. Maybe. Jonesy's like, I don't know who's paying for it, but it's not me because there's some dudes richer though. than me. <laughs> yeah. But I want some. So bad. I'm the youngest guy there, so. <laughs> you don't pay. You keep your, no. you keep your hand, you, your dinero and your pantalones, man. <laughs> Hey, que, pra, que próximo, que próximo hoy para para todo el equipo y para para ti. What's what's next for the team? What's next for you and you guys? Like, what's your schedule for for like? How do you lead up to these games? Para lito cada cada otro juego para next para próximo game. Um. Yeah. We just we played yesterday. Uh, we come here to Miami. Uh, we had a practice. We had a you know all the preparation that we need. Uh, we have a practice today and then the game, the big game tomorrow, everything starts tomorrow and, you know, try to prepare ourselves mentally and, you know, physically to be ready when, when the times come tomorrow, try to be 100% ready and try our best to, to win a ball game. Hey, Andres, do you feel like this team has a chip on its shoulder? I know there's so many stars that are very accomplished, but for Team Venezuela, they haven't won yet. 
They've got great names on the roster. I was pointing out, too, like the pitching staff. I mean, you've got Jose Alvarado in the bullpen, Ranger Suarez, depending on if he starts or comes out of the bullpen, Eduardo Rodriguez, Pablo Lopez, Jesus Lazardo has nasty stuff, So, um, and many more. Is this team saying, hey, I know we're going to play against Puerto Rico and especially the Dominican Republic, who I believe is still favored. Um, do you feel like the team's going, uh, we're, it's time for us to make a name right now? Yeah, obviously, uh, every single time that, you know, you have a great group of guys, you know, expecting the more of it, especially when we have uh, guys that win everything. Um, you know, obviously the expectations are there, but we are, as a team, we are together. Uh-oh. In the same way that we want. You still there, Andres? Is he there? Yeah, he's there. We see him. Oh, he's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> we lost you for a second. Jones, do you want to you oh. want to ask him about the speech, or should I do it? Oh, yeah, I was. I was saying, uh, has any of the big dogs, uh, the Caballeros, anybody got up and, and and let you guys know giving these speeches? Because obviously, Miggy, uh, Salvi, guys who have played in two to three uh, WBCs, um, played in the national teams on many times the Caribbean series. Have they just mm-hmm. given any advice to the situation, to the magnitude? to uh to everybody yeah everyone has been you know sharing their their advice with their experience in the past just basically you know enjoying uh, play as a team uh try to win you know for a culture for our people and try to do our best um but at the same time trying to enjoy the game you know obviously migi is one of the best enjoying the game so that's the clear advice that that, that he gave us uh you know to a as well so they are the the leaders in the clubhouse and they are doing great job for for us uh the the youngest players you know shedding those advice that hopefully help you to performance would you rather win the venezuelan liga wbc or the mvp oh <laughs> uh, that's a good question I don't know. I, I will say all of them. All of it in the same year? <laughs> yeah. You got to choose one. MVP got more money attached to it on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Mm, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, for now, we focus, you know, on the, obviously on the WBC and then the other teams are coming next to. So I don't know. For now, yeah, we are focused as a team, you know, for country and for the, the name that we have on the chess. So. Hey, Andres, question for you, because this is kind of strange to me. So you're in spring training with the Guardians, and there's some new rules, right, with the pitch clock and the shift restrictions, which I think your team plays a different kind of baseball that I think will thrive with some of those new rules because it's a more contact-oriented team, smart team, a little more small ball. You guys move at a really quick pace anyway. Is it weird to, to go play in spring training with the new rules now you're going to play in the WBC and hopefully for your team for the next two weeks with the old rules. Then you're going to go back to the new rules for a week into your season. Yeah, it's kind of obviously it's kind of weird, but we know at the same time we have to adapt to the new rules and you know we have to adapt to any circumstance that we that we have in front of us. So yeah, it's kind of weird a little bit because we I was practicing like pre-step on defensive defensive side and here is way different so you have more time here and then go there knowing that you have to do 
the opposite that you was doing. So it's kind of weird, but we have to adapt. Um, again, as you see, I don't care care that much about baseball. Um, we got a tie <laughs> to uh, uh, Barquisimeto. I played for Cardinales de Lara in uh, 07. I'm sure you know that. I put up yes. some hell of a number. So, I mean, I, I, was, tell a, you that. I was a lot of leyenda down there. Though. I was, I was solid. <laughs> was probably a little, a little holding. Um, but, like, my favorite food there was arepas. Every time I can get them, before anytime before the game, I mean, I mean they trust me, game at seven, they bring in a whole tray of food, like 6.30. Like, it made no sense. Fried food, too, with big sodas. What's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, favorites of your of the Venezuelan uh, cuisine? Uh, I will say the empanadas um, and the pabellón. I really, I really like those. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I have to be good eating arepas, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> I cannot leave home, you know, without arepas on my stomach. <laughs> oh man! No robo bases con arepas. Yeah, they give you speed, man. They give you, they they give you speed. They give you they speed. Give you... Wait, what did you ask, Kratzy? I don't I know asked what you them said. if you could get if stolen bases. Are there stolen bases in arepas? I said it might be, as might might give you speed to the baño, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before the game, but <laughs> then you're gonna be ready. Elito, elito. Hey. Well, Andres, this was really great. We are super excited for you and for Team Venezuela. We'll watch you guys this weekend. We're going to have you on all season long. So this is a great first start to have you right before you get your games going down in Miami. Have the best time with all of your super famous friends, and we'll watch you this weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And I see you guys soon. Yeah, Thank we'll you. see you soon. Awesome. <laughs> wow, Kratzy, I did not know you had that in you. You are, it, did you like Google translate all of your questions and then write them down? Or that's I, coming from the, what's the brain in, in Spanish? What's brain? I don't know. Cabeza. It's, that, that's my, my, head, see, that's yeah. my Spanish, like just yep. from my head. So there's a lot of space up there. There's a grande <laughs> cabeza, man. Huge head. No, I, I, I checked some of them. I checked some of them on Google Translate and. I wrote some of them down the way I'm going to say them, but and I'm like, like I wanted to ask him, I got so many more questions, but he'll be on a lot more. So yeah, I love it. I, stud, I, enjoy it. I enjoy it. I don't know if you guys noticed it. And this is kind of like, you know, when you talk about like players that have value as a, you know, as a completely average player, like we, like we discussed earlier about my war, like value. Like when I started speaking Spanish to him, I saw him smile. Like, and I, Jonesy's been in other countries. I'm sure you've been into other countries, Scott. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's a, there's a sense of comfort maybe when, when you see people or you hear people speaking your language and whether or not, you know, Spanish and you speak and in a Spanish speaking country, there's a comfort in somebody speaking your language. And you know what? I'm going to screw up in Spanish, but. I'm going to give it my best. And it's effort. I mean, that's, that's all it's effort. They want, they want you to just try. Um, and they'll correct you. They know what you're saying. And they just want the effort. In Japan, it was the same way. Like, I mean, that's the hardest language to learn besides, like, Mandarin and all that kind of stuff. But at this point in my life, I'm just like, I got to learn something. I, I'm here. I'll be, I'd be, I'd be doing myself a disservice. And I would tell my interpreter, like, hey, we're doing infield, outfield, batting practice. I don't need you out here. I can be around my teammates. I know what situation we did 27 outs. 
I can look at the situations and see what it is and like what he's saying and remember it and be like, okay, and look and visualize baseball. So it's sports, it's visual. So it, it, they loved it when I just, when I, cause they would ask me to like scream it out the situation. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this, but then you get comfortable. And even if you mess it up, they laugh at you. They love it. They want that. It, that's all they want is the effort. It's a connection. It, it's, yeah. a, it's the connection. And it, and it really is like, maybe you can look at it from a selfish standpoint. Like Jonesy's like, well, I don't, I don't want to feel stupid out there. Like, come on, bro. Like you never laughed at anybody that, that said you ever something seen me play? a little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you ever seen somebody play the game? They look stupid. So they look, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, like even when I was in Japan for the two, two week stints, like I wanted to learn Japanese as much as I could. I have Japanese teammates. I think it first, for me, it first started in 14. Aki, you know, uh, um, he was, no, I'm sorry, not Aki, not Aki. Iwamura was in, was in 2010. We played in AAA together with the Rays. Remember Aki Nori Iwamura? Yeah, the, sec, the second baseman. Second baseman. He was playing third yeah. for us. Smoked a lot of heaters. Woo. All the time. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's old school. Not many players in the past Japan, 20 years are smoking heaters. Oh. Yeah, in Japan. Hey, Japan, watch the Japan and China game. I bet they was in between dugout just... Right in between each other. Oh yeah, they have the they stretching believe. room down there, and I mean the stretching room. But they don't. But they don't smoke it like we smoke. Like people here smoke cigarettes differently. There, they're just like, like Jimmy Leland they, they, style, they, like they, gone. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, gone. But no, like, but like, but that's a connection. Like you're a teammate. If I never played with anybody that knew Mandarin, so I'd never had right. like had to think about that. But I learned how to say I farted and did you fart in Japanese because I think that's funny. I think that's funny. Like if you, if you, if you, if a Japanese guy, like just switch your roles. Don't be so selfish and think about just yourself. If you're in a place and you, and you're sitting there and a Japanese guy comes in and he looks around the room and he goes and asks, did somebody fart? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So you I would die. That. Hilarious. Yeah. I learned other things too, not just that, but you know, I'm not big into like learning all the curse words. Like some people say, like that wasn't applicable to me. Yeah. Scotty might. Yeah. Do they hey, not cuss? I was, they don't, oh. they don't cuss much. I would ask my interpreter, like, how do you say the F word or something? Cause I, if I want to say it to the umpire, he's like, Jonesy said, no, we don't say that. Engine. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't say that. But um, if you see any of my home runs, I learned how like all my home runs, I didn't hit many over there, but I like, would like, yeah. I, I said, uh, Gerishteru, and that means diarrhea. <laughs> I would say that every time I don't run, it's like Gerishteru, and all my teammates would scream it. It'd be so funny, and like fans caught on to it because when they hear me saying something in Japanese, they always were like, "Huh?" It always shocked them first, but then I started talking in Japanese. There's a lot of uh, a lot of like YouTube videos from them doing like pregame stuff, and I'm in the just on the cage and stuff, just speaking Japanese. And they loved it because it was an effort, you know, and posters just be like, yeah, I'm an American. I need a cheeseburger, hot dogs, and some nachos and the biggest beer you can find. Leave me the hell alone. That was Justin Smoke. He was mad because he couldn't find beer. The only reason he left. It wasn't the baseball. I mean, his family couldn't come. But every he called me and be like, God damn it, Jonesy. All I want is some beer, man. I just want to stay some beer. I can't find no damn beer, man. And I'll be and I'll be rolling. I sent him a picture of me with a big, nice, tall glass because I'm in Osaka. He's in Tokyo. I didn't follow the rules. He had to follow the rules because he plays for the base of the, the, the Tokyo Giants. So, uh, it's 
it's funny, man. It's just, just like again, it's the connection. You try, they love it. I yep. love that. That's good shit. Okay, so I have a couple more questions for you, WBC-wise, and then we're going to get to Molly Knight, who's going to get into the, the pitching part, especially um, for Team USA. So we didn't get to finish on the speech. We got your side of it. Here's the next chapter, okay? So you have your big speech. Everyone remembers it. There's two carryovers from the team that you played on in 2017. They're actually teammates now in the bigs. Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt. Apparently, the other day, Paul Goldschmidt gave the team a speech. He delivered and and talked about, for example, hey, this is not an exhibition. This is not the all-star game. Everyone's serious. They're playing for real. And he said he took certain pieces from your speech and brought it on. So um, can you do a Paul Goldschmidt impression of what you think that speech sounded like? If, if it's Goldie? Oh, <laughs> I think Kratz might have a better shot to doing <laughs> Go for it, Kratzy. Uh, you oh, might have a better shot. Josie uh, probably knows what he said, but I would just, uh, he would just be like, it probably had to do something with like him going, the one time I ever talked to, well, listened to Paul Goldschmidt talk, it was like, did I just get better at baseball? Like, <laughs> it's, you know, the, remember the commercial back in the day? It was like, Albert's like, I am not a machine. Like, I would love to see, I would love to see a conversation between Paul Goldschmidt and DJ LeMahieu. DJ would say less, and so it would make Goldie talk more, but then it would be, and then I'd mix in there, like, Corey Kluber, too. And we would just get, like, we would just not get that much out of it. But You're bringing so people that all have, like, this machine, you know, that, like, Kluber's the clue bot, right? Um Pujols is the machine, one of his nicknames. And Goldschmidt, if that nickname was already taken, or Le since Mayhew it is already is taken, also. would have been a machine. Yeah, these are machines in, in terms of, like, they, they are just, like, robotically consistent and not necessarily going to host a two-, three-hour podcast for you. No. But on the flip side, I would say he would back it up with, like, what Hulk Hogan would say, like, Eat your vitamins and get some rest. Yeah, and stuff, and stuff like that. Drugs make are sure bad. you get your make sure you get you know get your proper hours of rest. These games are important, guys. No out, yeah. no, no, you know, one beer after the game, relax. But I, you know, being around him, you know, I've talked to him in a cage, you know, and he's I, I'm sure it was on the lines of that, and just like, hey, let let's go, let's be prepared because he's one of the most prepared guys in the game, and let's play hard, like. You know, it, it's trust me, it's different. It's going to be when they, it's going to obviously their bracket is favorable for them in uh, Arizona. But once they get, you know, hopefully they get to the to the final four, it's, you know, we're predicting, right? Them, Dominican, Japan, the Netherlands, or, or Puerto Rico, or Venezuela. You know, obviously, hopefully there's somebody that sneaks in and, and upsets somebody, but, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see a different a different thing, and the only people that ain't gonna have no favoritism would be Japan. They're gonna be coming over here solo. It's all solo, and so they're gonna be the only ones. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. It, and you know, and I'm glad that somebody said something. I'm glad Rosenthal wrote about it because you know sometimes you want to keep things like that secret, but at the same time you want it public because you know that we all we're here for one reason. We're 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 all go. We're full go as a unit. And, uh, you know, we do have leaders and we want to make sure that our leaders get their due. 
Okay, so who do you think's paying for team dinners for Team USA? How did that work? Do you remember? Because Jimenez and I love it. He's just like, I ain't rich. I'm I'm league minimum, dude. So I don't even think about it. I don't even look. But did they do that, Oof. or was it like someone with the team, like official, covering it? Because you got some some rich dudes sitting down there uh, on our team. I mean, Posey definitely top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were hoping Kershaw and Scherzer came because. <laughs> We know they're making. They can handle a bit. Um, but a, a majority of us, though, were in the middle of of our contracts and making pretty handsome salaries. So I mean, Stanton. Yeah, I remember. I, Stan, I remember I went out to Stanton. I was like, "Nah, I'm coming with you." He's like, "I'm going to do nah." I said, "I'm coming with you." No, nope. my, my wife's not here. I'm coming. I'm coming with you to dinner, bro. You paying? I'm going to get ace of spades too. That might be the only time you were not the most handsome man in the room. You can't just you can't just go out with you can't just go out with G like on the regular. Like you got to make sure no. your 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 fit is nice. You got to make sure you're tight up here. Like he's he he's he's a supermodel. Well, back is. then he's a supermodel playing baseball. He is. He's like he's like the Under Armour mannequin playing yeah. baseball. Yes, he's sculpted. And and then he's in Miami. Oh. He and he got three hundred million, not like not like sixty, like three hundred. Yeah, and he smells delicious life. too. He smells, smells good too. I mean, all it, the you time. gotta be in Miami. All the Latins down there, you gotta smell good. I didn't know that, but I would just assume that based on on the looks yeah. and and, right. and being sculpted and chiseled and the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One more thing I want to ask you about. Um, actually, let's get to Molly uh, Knight about. We can mix this into the conversation because it's about Team USA. It's exactly what I wanted yeah. to talk about. So here's Molly hey Knight joining us. Hey, we really appreciate <laughs> having you on, Molly. Um, and you can follow her at uh, Molly underscore Knight K N I G H T, and you can see on there more info on her Substack and. I subscribed this morning too. I've caught a couple articles, but I think I was on the free version. Now I'm now I'm in in. Oh wow! But yeah, I'm I'm in Molly. This is perfect timing. But but how are you? Happy almost WBC. I mean, I know it started already, but like really yeah. opener where this weekend's gonna be nuts. So um, how you doing? And are you excited for the weekend? Well, I I'm doing well. But before we continue, I need to hear more about this chiseled person you guys have been talking. What is this? <laughs> yes. Who is Stan. handsome? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Molly Kratz was saying to Jonesy, he was like, that might've been the only dinner where you're not the most handsome man sitting at the table. Cause you got Giancarlo in Miami rocking the, you know, probably $10,000. Button was right here open. Yeah. Buttons open. Like he's got the stylist with him right before he goes. That thick. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, Giancarlo, I think I believe he's from LA and I believe he lives here in the off season. And some of my friends have been like to, been invited like to you know hang out parties or whatever and he he is a very popular guy let me just say he's you're right he is he's a good looking man he's popular with the ladies (laughs) (laughs) no doubt status is i hope i'm not blowing up a spot or anything no i think he's done i think he's married now i believe oh okay yeah great i believe so this is the past anyway but i'm just saying he never had any problem Girls were very excited to be in the same room with him. <laughs> and they That's didn't fair. even know. And my friends don't follow sports. So they don't. They're like, whatever. Um, I won't name names. But at one, one time, uh, a player uh, put their phone number in her phone as so-and-so parentheses New York Mets. So, you know, like a lot of my friends don't know uh, who the baseball players are. Oh, is that a move, though? See, wait, wait. No. Before, that That is not a move. I no. mean, come on. You, you no. got to. 
That is like beyond name dropping. If like, I, oh, in yeah. case you didn't know, I, I play for the Mets. And if I tell you off camera who it is, you will not be surprised. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I bet. Okay, yeah. now we're going to be so thinking the whole WBC. time. WBC. Anyway, WBC, yeah. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's start here. So you re- I read your article, yeah, you wrote yeah, about, yeah. and this is the big story, I think. If Team USA I'm... loses, it'll probably be because they don't have the pitchers that could be there, and especially yeah. starting pitchers that, I mean, the biggest names in the sport, many of them could be playing for Team USA, but they're not. We've actually talked about this at times throughout yeah. the week. You've got the younger pitchers who are pre-big-ass contracts, so they're not going to go there. You've got the older pitchers, like in their high 30s, like a Verlander, Scherzer, Kershaw couldn't play because of the insurance. So um, what are your thoughts on that part of it? And I know you wrote in the article, like, I'm not, I'm not missing a dinner reservation if I'm not getting no. a Scherzer-Verlander kind of game. Listen, I'm, I will watch the other countries play each other. But USA, I'm like, I was looking, I wanted to see the best pitchers of Team USA go against that Dominican lineup, man. And we're not going to get it. I mean, I, Adam Wainwright's one of my favorite players of all time, just for what he's done in the community and who he is and just how he's so good and been so good for so long. But he's also older than I am. So I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> like, how is he going to get these guys out? You know? And I, I don't know. What do you guys think? How are we going to incentivize this? <laughs> players and teams to put to risk it all in in March right because you're not sending DeGrom like out there you're not sending Garrett Cole you're not sending Spencer Strider like Aaron Nola like what are what are we doing none of the Americans so I did the thing and they're top 20 uh, fan graphs pitchers from last year based on fan graphs war 13 of them are American born none of them are going the WBC the two Japanese players are going because it matters more in Japan right uh and then they we got a Venezuelan dude and a Dominican dude and so some guys have gotten hurt um the Mets pitcher uh Quintana got hurt and he was gonna go so I mean it's not all just just being shy about it so what are we gonna do guys how are we gonna incentivize the best pitchers to do this because teams and pitching coaches are having heart attacks about their guys going sorry my dog wants to um, no, so that, that actually good. helps us on social. Like if, if the dog wants to be in the shot, like He's, it probably, it, it, I, I'm just saying, like, I know how the algorithms work. We can do the same conversation, <laughs> but if the screen looks like that, we're going to get like 10 yeah. X the views, but Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah pitching. Yeah. What, what do you think? Like, what do we do, say, yeah. Cause you guys had good pitching, but, and, and yeah. Stroman was insane. He was so good there, yeah. but you exactly. didn't have like the, you didn't have like a certain echelon of other names joining him. Of course. I, you know, it, there was always that question of like, you know, does Team USA yield the best players? They com- they were talking about it with the pitching staff. Then they were talking about since I'm in center, Mike Trout's not in center. Um, uh, other shortstops, other other just other players. It's like, why isn't this player playing? Why is he playing? Uh, I think it, it boils down to personal. Personal, really. Um, I think for pitchers, it's it's really tough to to it's really tough to get that arm going at that capacity that early. I believe yeah. that's it. unless you start early. Like again, there's ways to do it. There's always ways to, to, to do it. We're, uh, we're an athletes. We are incredibly adjustable. Um, but I just, I just think they don't want to do it. I don't think, I, I think they don't want the pressure of doing it. Uh, we were supposed to get Kershaw in 17 when we went to San Diego or LA, I believe there were rumors about it. I, I guess I shouldn't say anything was confirmed, but there was rumors that we're going to get Kershaw. It, the fitting, the setting would have been perfect. 
him throwing either the, the semifinals or the championship game against Japan in Dodger Stadium. Um, there's Scherzer coming off a great year. There's always Verlander, DeGrom, and you're like, damn, why don't these guys want to do it? Most yeah. of the guys played for them while they were younger. So it's like, yeah, right. it's really not incentives. I'd rather be in spring training, my comfort zone. And there's other things that they want to do. They might be battling little injuries that they don't talk about, as we all do. Um, it's it, I, But to that, I said, screw that. The guys that signed up and committed, this is the best team that we're going to go with and we're going to kick somebody's ass. I can't yeah. be mad at Garrett Cole for not wanting to do it. I can't be. But right. I had Marcus Stroman. I had Tanner Rourke. I had Chris Archer, guys that wanted to be a part of, of something special. Again, mm-hmm. these are are these are they the best of the best starters in the game? No, but these are some top level starters that, especially at that time, coming off 2016 season, coming into 2017, were inning eaters, very low ERA, ERA guys, and guys who pitched to contact and they had a great defense. So, it's it's the give and take. You want the star power. You want the star names. Or do you want the guys who really want to be there rather than the guys who, yeah, yeah my name is big, so let me be there. Because now you got all the big guys, especially the position players. You got all the big dogs. Because yep. So now is there an excuse? Because they, they had all the big dogs in 06 and 09. They didn't win it. Really good team at 13 didn't win it. 17, we won it with a lesser known team to some people's um, dismay. But now they got it back to a star-studded team. What, what, yep. what happened? I know. When I saw that Dominican lineup, I was like, if I were a pitcher, I'd be like faking a positive COVID test or something to get out of facing <laughs> these guys. And I don't take COVID lightly, but like, you know, Jeremy Pena's the weak link in that lineup. Are you yeah. kidding? Like, that guy is, is Yeah. That guy is like one of the best one of the best players. I mean, didn't he win like freaking World Series MVP or something? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So I you're right, though. I mean, you want guys who want to compete. Sucks. Kershaw really wanted to be there. And you're totally right, Adam. Like, he he did participate as a teenager. And I think he thought, okay, yeah, I'll have some time later in my career. And I think, yeah. you know, he's not – he's in his – what, he's 34, 35 now? This is it. About to, yeah. So is he's it. like uh, – he's 34. And he's like – and he's not going to be one of those guys who pitches until he's 45. He doesn't want to be mediocre just to get a, whatever. He wants to be on top. So he'll only be around for a couple more years. So this is it. So – I look at it as like the slam dunk competition. It's like you always wanted LeBron in the slam dunk competition. You want Verlander, Scherzer, DeGrom, uh, Kershaw yeah. in, this, in, in this situation. And it sucks that we won't get it. You know, as right. a fan, I'm a big fan too. Even while playing, although yeah. although I'm next to McCutcheon and Yelich and Stan, I'm like, damn, that's really them. That's really them. That's but I really, think, you know, I think that's why people gravitated towards you because you seemed like you were having a really good time playing all the time. Oh, 100 percent. And a lot of yeah. guys. And and to be fair, it's 162 games a year. So sometimes, sometimes you got to take plays off, or you're going to lose your mind. I mean, it's not possible to be like you know, every play, but you, you brought a joy that's lacking in a lot of these guys. So thank you for that as a fan. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. But I think this year is going to be good yeah. too. You got personalities. Mookie is a great personality. Oh, I think Trout yeah. over the last couple of years has opened up to everybody yeah. a little bit yeah. more. I mean, we know he wants to go bow hunting and sit in the blind, but I think he's, he's opened <laughs> he up a little bit more. look at his more. weather apps. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, ah, God, look at this camera. Ooh, there's a good buck that just ran by. I mean, but, <laughs> I, I, 
but he's opened up to that's I guess everybody's wanted that I mean I wish we had Harper yeah. but he's he's going through he's, the injury I mean, but, not his fault yeah yeah but you got a really good team with 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 personality so I hope that they bring personality because that's what we did we just had fun had personality and that's what yeah. this tournament is going to be because when you see Dominican Puerto Rico Venezuela get a single they're gonna act they, like it was a walk-off in the night walk-off I'm just talking about run, a measly yeah. blue pitter it's gonna be wild and they're gonna be going with all them damn oh the noise the I, I forgot Vela, the name of it. Vuz- 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 Vela. Yeah, those things. The, the but soccer but things. Pe- people live, haven't though. been to a baseball game in another country. It is so loud. It's like a college football game. In Japan, like the when the home team's batting, their fans are all standing and cheering. And then when the visiting team's batting, their fans are all standing and cheering. And mm-hmm. they have the sections separated. Like I couldn't even get into the visitor section because I didn't have a ticket because they didn't want fights. And everybody's real lubed up and drunk. I mean, they come around in the seventh <laughs> inning. They come around the seventh inning. The, the, the first of all, the girls have, um, or the the beer vendors have like mini kegs on their backs, and they're just pouring like little what are pony kegs. And they're just they're just re- topping people off. And then the seventh inning, they come around with water trays to help people sober <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even a big drinker, but I was like, this is incredible. But everybody, no one really drives because it's in Tokyo, the Tokyo Dome. You can take the subway and stuff. It's like easy, so it's not a big problem. But that's the vibe there. It's a party. So I hope fans can see that. It is a party. Dog experience here. (laughs) Molly, the first question I have for you is that the Padres fan? Yeah. No, George. I'll tell you why George is a Padres fan. He's he's hiding right now. He's a bigger dog. He's real nervous and reactive and all that. First of all, it's called Petco Park, so we already have a, a lead up on because that's his favorite place to go. But second of all, I took him down there. He can't go to a Bark in the Park game because it's too much. There's too many people and food and dogs and stuff. So he's able to watch from like like the Bur- the Padres, as you guys know, it's like it's more in the city, and so you can just kind of walk around and he could see stuff from and he liked it. He cheer he was he gets excited when they run around the bases. You know, when Machado and Tatis and all those dudes are hitting home runs and triples, he barks his butt off. Um, the little guy, we don't know. I got to take him to a bark in the park at Dodger Stadium and see if he's a Dodger fan. But I let my dogs choose, you know, their own teams. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't weigh in there. <laughs> you don't weigh in as, you don't weigh in as a writer. We've established, I'm not sure if you've seen the other episodes, but we've established that writers don't have favorite teams. Oh, the I ones do. that. You do? Well, I grew up rooting for the Dodgers, and then I mean, it's a, it's a, we go through it, you know. So it's a, okay. It's been a lot over the last ten years of playoff, you know, heartbreak. That's fair. That's but, fair. You got the COVID ring. Yeah, yeah, we got the COVID, I, yeah, COVID, we got the COVID ring. ring. But you know what? I have favorite players. I'll take it. Does that make sense? Like there are guys I yeah. watch that I want to watch every day. So it's not, it's not really so much team anymore. It's like, That's you know, true. the Phillies are a team. The Phillies are a team that I'm like, yeah, I want to watch this team. Um, you know, the Yankees and the Mets, I'm always watching because everyone's talking about it. Um, who else is good now? I'm The Mariners could be exciting. I don't know. What do you guys – who are your favorite teams? Putting you on the spot. Padres. Padres in San Diego, so I watch them religiously. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a Philly fan. I played for the Phillies. Yep. I grew up watching the Phillies. And I worked for him last year. They fired me. I'm still a Philly. 
it takes a lot. It takes a lot. I, oh. I get I get fired often, but this is I this is. Hey, hey, what's up? I don't know if they can hear you. Hi. They can hear you, oh but you can't hear them. Goodness. <laughs> well, I get it. I can hear them in here. Uh, hi, man. <laughs> who's who's his? You got a hard hitting question. Go for it. I yeah, go I got ahead. a question for you. Like yeah. you've written for, and I'm gonna probably miss some. Okay. Vanity Fair, Men's Health, Self, ESPN, like you're mm-hmm. you're you're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You've seen baseball in other countries. We've brought it up a ton. WBC, I could talk about it every single day. Jonesy's played in Japan. He's played on the WBC. What can we do? And I want you to come up with this answer because you have the cross section of sports and popularity. What can we do to make American fans more like soccer fans, more like Japanese fans for baseball, more like, like, I need it. I, is it just, do we guys just sell Fluvenzolas at games? Is that it? Yeah. No, uh, we need to end the blackouts. I mean, because people in freaking Iowa are blocked out, blacked out of seeing like eight different teams, right? I mean, I'm paying like, DirecTV, $160 a month just so I can watch the Dodgers and Angels. I subscribe to uh, extra innings, but I could just pay for MLB TV and watch all my, all, all my teams. I mean, we want to we wanna make it um, accessible to young people. And young people, like, I'm an old millennial, right? But, like, Gen Z, they don't, they don't have cable. We have to get with the times here if we want to do that. Um, and then I do like these rule changes. What do you guys think? I mean, speeding it up, Adam. Like standing in the outfield, wouldn't this have been helpful for you to not have to big just... time? I mean, right? The first six innings, yeah. I think there's going to be some little bit changes. I think to the backside of it, the seventh, eighth, ninth. But the mm-hmm. first six innings, I mean, you look up at the clock. I always check the clock for some reason because I always thought three hours. I mean, one hour was three innings. There's sometimes you look up there and it's third inning and it's like eight fifty. I'm like, damn, this is going to be a long one. So and there's other you... times. I mean, yeah. I went to a spring training game and it was the seventh inning stretch. And the sun was still out. It was game started at six oh five. So I'm like, well, damn, this is the. I mean, the sun was just getting out in Sarasota when the game was over. It was, I think it was like nine twenty five. And I'm like, well, okay, this is weird. It went really yeah. fast. But I think, yeah, I think the seventh, eighth, ninth might change. But the first six, I think that'll be a breeze. Fans only care about the seventh, seventh, eighth, nine. I mean, I only watched the fourth quarter. can you explain like i don't think fans grasp because i'll watch outfielders like i watched jock peterson literally uh turn in a circle between pitches just to stay like loose right because well i mean jock i love him but you know to stay focused might be a little more challenging for some than others but like how did you i mean the ball's not going to be hit to you sometimes for how i mean did you ever track like the longest time a ball wasn't hit to you like, where is there a game uh, where you never got a ball? Oh, for sure. And I loved it. And I felt weird, but I absolutely loved it. And there's also games I get 12, 15 balls. So now the, the games you don't get balls, nah, you love them. You love um, it? Why do you love oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to leave me alone. Uh, you're <laughs> but you were an excellent defender. What, you weren't afraid, afraid of the ball coming to you. I wasn't. No, never was. But it's just like, you know what I mean? Just leave me alone. Why you got to pick on me? I'm the deepest part. That means you really crushed this ball. You want to bother me? Just chink it somewhere. You know, just a little blooper, <laughs> just second base. Like, leave me alone. Hit it to the right left fielder. But you didn't get bored know, standing just, there? I did a lot of the times. And <laughs> what you would know, you do? That's why. 
try and use my bow and arrow imitation to shoot our first base coach, Wayne Kirby. I would talk to the fans, listen to them. I, I, I was always, I mean, I was in the game, but I remember someone told me there's 12 minutes of concentration in a baseball game. So I'm, mm. I remember I, those three hours, I'm just like, what I'm going to do to focus on my time. So I would just talk to the fans, uh, eat seeds, talk to myself. Think about what's going on. I had Boo Pal's restaurant that would come over every fourth inning. So I, I knew the fourth inning I would be occupied by smelling Wait, some, what? some uh, you, you got You had oh, food yeah. delivered every four innings? No, no, no. No, it was the fourth inning. It was the breeze of his barbecue pit would come over. And so I knew that would be my fourth inning regimen. Uh, I'd smell some brisket with some spicy sauce. And it just, you figure it out because every pitch I got to be somewhere. I got to make sure my right and left fielders, my infielders, I got to, there was always something, but I did look after it. I did uh was it Buck Showart always said this watching the paint dry I did do that often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what oh, yeah. was the craziest thing you ever saw in the stands? And this is for you too, Eric. Uh well, seems to people gonna, doing it. I'm gonna play bad cop here because Garrett oh. Stubbs on Team Israel is is sitting chilling for us. So you oh, gotta well, give yeah. like a Adam, you got to give a, a quickie answer to Molly and then I, I've got to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I've got to be the I'm oh, sorry yeah, yeah. Exactly. Here's a quick answer. It was a quickie. Somebody was doing it up in Toronto, up in the, the hotel. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, you got to close those curtains up in Toronto. I don't have anything for you, Ma. Like, I, I, can't, even, I can't follow that. Like, my no. mind just went. <laughs> You're not topping that. You're not topping that, Crafty. Just let him drop the mic. Molly, you took us in, in great directions on a Friday afternoon, right before we're literally cracking a drink. So thank you for joining us. Check out her article about the WBC and yeah. the pitching, and we'll see what happens this weekend. But this was fun. We'll have you on again, okay? Yeah, I love you guys. Sorry I had to ask that question to Adam, but I'm glad we got the answer. Hey, I, gave you, I mean, I was trying to be honest. We're honest here. Yep, that's what it's all about. Thank you so much, Molly. Molly Knight with us. Yeah, hey. Jones is part of what you love about this unfiltered. It's, and crazy, let's do a, it's crazy though. They were actually in foul territory because I was in center looking up. They were literally in foul territory. So I'm like, that should be a, a promo for the show. <laughs> hey, this is where we go. Let's go. So Garrett Stubbs is going to join us in like 30 seconds. We do this. We're like four minutes late on a Friday. Let's do a little toast. Crack whatever you got. It can be uh, adult Jenny, beverage. Can you bring me a shot of tequila? <laughs> Hold on. We'll wait. Por favor. So we're about to yeah, talk to Garrett to Stubbs, Team Israel, uh, catcher in the big leagues. Israel's schedule coming up this weekend. They'll play Nicaragua on the 12th, so that's on Sunday. And then they have Puerto Rico Monday, Tuesday against the DR, Wednesday against Team Venezuela. So those three in a row, is that's a schedule. That That is what we call the gauntlet. All right, you got it? Well, cheers before. But hey, like to... Uh, Raise a glass, a can, whatever. Cheers to week number two of foul territory. Many unfiltered conversations that have never been revealed in baseball history. And uh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure doing business with you guys on a Friday. Cheers. Lachayam Kampai. That's Japanese. I learned that a lot. <laughs> what do you got there, Kratzy? I got LaCroix. And we're going with uh, Pample Moose. Hey. Pample Moose? Moose? Pamplemousse. It's actually delicious and refreshing. Yeah. I feel I'm like doing I'm in that. Spain or on an island. Yes, I like that. Papaya, passion fruit, Vizzy hard seltzer. Let's get uh, Garrett Stubbs' uh, thoughts right now. Too much no, sugar. this one's low. That's what it's about. <laughs> one gram. One gram, baby. 
That's why this you is like that. That was the you know, only reason why you bought it. Exactly. This is the healthy one. <laughs> Garrett Stubbs joining us right now um, down in Miami. Uh, he's going to have no fun over the next week. Zero fun. Uh, Garrett, great to have you on. We are so excited to talk to you about Team Israel, and uh, we were just going over the schedule. You are going to have uh, your hands full, aren't you, coming up this week? I mean, damn it, man. I just saw you guys toasting. This is, this is, uh, is this on the camera? Yep. This is straight straight tequila. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So, ma- Lachayim, Mazel Tov. Happy Purim. Toast. Yeah, happy Purim. Uh, toast. Hey. toast. Garrett, uh, San Diego boy, we got some mutual friends, Kyle. Uh, Smith, um, you know, I was texting him before the show just to try to get some ammo on you, but he didn't provide me with any. But uh, <laughs> San Diego kid, man, Tory Pines. Um, I live out in, uh, well, I live in Spain, but I have a property in uh, Rancho Santa Fe, so my kids will probably be at Tory Pines or Country Day, depends. But uh, growing up, um, you know, give me your, give me your background story because I, I don't I don't know you from San Diego. I, I know I'm a little bit older. Definitely, a, I mean, I'm 12 years. I think 12 years older, different generation. But give me your backstory, Adam. It doesn't surprise me that you don't know me from San Diego at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I just met Alex Dickerson for the first time, who is a few years older than me. But uh, I remember playing him uh, in high school. He was at Poway High School. And I just, I went up to him, I go, hey, Alex, you have no idea who I am, but I was a freshman when you were a senior, and I remember you hitting an absolute nuke off of us uh, in high school. And that guy was an abs- a beast when we were playing high school baseball. And so my backstory, I did go to Torrey Pines. Uh, I wasn't a huge prospect coming out of high school. Uh, you know, kind of a late bloom. I actually, I'm still waiting to see if I'm going to be blooming here anytime soon. Uh, somebody told me that I wasn't going to hit my growth spurt anymore recently. Uh, that was kind of a shot, shot in the heart, but, uh, yeah, not a, a pretty, pretty late bloomer. Went to USC, uh, grew up in North County, San Diego, went to Torrey Pines. Uh, love it over there. Obviously, uh, want to get back there. I live in Phoenix now. But uh, the price tag on a home in San Diego is not not in my cards right now. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully in the near future, uh, I'll get to be back in San Diego. Stubbsy, you're not a huge prospect, but you're a huge person. Okay, don't don't let these don't let these doctors say you stop growing. Look at this. I mean, the flow. I mean, this guy. You you have to take care of business down in Miami. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about. Your WBC team. How do you guys, especially you as a catcher, like my opinion, I think you're a starting catcher wearing a backup catcher's body, but don't worry about it. I think it'll happen for you. You're the starting guy here now, right, for for Team Israel? So funny enough, uh, Ryan LaVarnway, who's been playing uh, for the for Team Israel for the last, I think, three WBCs, um, he's been catching for the last three WBCs, great catcher, been up and down in the big leagues for the last 10 years. Um, he hits really well. And Kinsler told me that our best lineup he thinks is with me and him in it. So I, he asked me, he goes, do you play third base? I said, I've never played third base in your life. He said, well, can you play third base? I said, can I, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. I can play third base. 
So the other night I played third base against the Marlins in an exhibition game for the first time. I've literally never played third base ever in my life. Uh, and to, not tomorrow, two days from now when we play, I believe, Nicaragua, um, I'll be playing third base and it's going to be really fun. So, uh, no, I'm not the starting catcher on game one, but I will start a few games behind the plate uh, for Team Israel. LeVar Tell Wade. Danny Valencia to kiss my ass. Well, he ain't playing third base. <laughs> yeah, doesn't Danny he don't. Danny don't. Danny don't want to play third base. He, hey, he, he hey. give him a glove. He get nervous. Danny bailed <laughs> up a, a couple balls the other night, but I don't know if he feels like he's moving the same way that he used to anymore. <laughs> I was I was golfing with him last week, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna DH." What are you talking about? He's like, "I got a reputation to uphold. I'm just gonna DH." <laughs> Hey, it's funny you said he was golfing last week. He goes, yeah, my golf swing and my baseball swing is about the same. I haven't been taking much BP, but I've been golfing a whole bunch, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Valencia. Oh, Valencia ranks. He ranks. He's going to be fine. He's going to – he I, wakes up I, out yeah, of bed. I watched, it, I watched it firsthand the other day. Flat out hitter. Yes. A, yeah, like you said, he's a roll out of, the, a roll out of bed, find the barrel kind of guy. Mm-hmm. The gloves at the bottom of the bat bag. I get oh that. yeah, no, left it. Yeah, left it. Yeah, shed. Yeah. Hey, so, easy for him. So, so, Garrett, I have a question for you. Who's who's like the best guy on the team, or the guy everyone's looking up to? And then who's I don't want to say the worst guy, but a guy that's going, holy crap! I get to face like half the superstars in the big leagues from Monday through Wednesday. This is going to be so freaking cool. Can't wait to call no. mom. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, funny, that's a pretty good question, especially right now. So um, <laughs> on the latter question of not worst guy on the team, but call mom guy on the team, uh, there's a, I believe he's a pretty big prospect now for, uh, is it the Indians? I think he's with the Indians, Josh Wolf. He's a young kid. Um, and he pitched last night and he's, 21 years old and you know we're playing an exhibition game and against the nationals he's pitching in like the fifth inning and we're getting loose before the game and he's out there like an hour before the game wondering am i gonna play be able to play catch in time am i gonna be able to get loose in time and all that jazz and he's pitching in like the fifth or sixth inning and just minds going all sorts of pretzel ways and just nervous as hell to get into the game, which he's not going to be in for another two hours. So as far as the call mom uh, moment, uh, it's probably him. The best guy on the team is a 44-year-old native Israeli, uh, Shlomo Lippitz. And he texted our group chat day one and just says, hey, boys, uh, we're going to have a team dinner, which I'm all uh, off-field. Uh, moments are like my favorite thing in the entire world. That's where the, the winning starts in my opinion. But he goes, you know, group, group dinner, day one, yada, yada, yada. He goes, I'm Shlomo Limit Lippitz. I dare you to find a more Jewish name out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> What's the scouting report on this guy? Yeah, what is Shlomo bringing up there? And he is, he's 44 years old. I'm looking at the roster He's 44 years old. Like, what's the background? What's the vibe? 6'4", 222. This he's dude is an animal. He's an absolute animal. He's he's lives in Brooklyn now, born in Israel. He's he's throwing up their 79-mile-an-hour heaters with 65-mile-an-hour, oh. we'll call it a high-spin-rate slider. <laughs> oh. 
and he pitched the other night uh, in uh, our exhibition game. I don't think he's going to be on the roster these next few days uh, when we get actually in the WBC, but he was on the Olympic team in 2021, I believe, yeah. uh, and had played in previous years. Just an all-time guy, great person, fun to be around. I wish that he was going to be on the roster, honestly, just for a good vibe check for everybody because – those guys are those guys are hard to find, and he and he's a good one. Does he? If he comes in the game, though, let's 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 play this out here. Who who is who is the one hitter in your bracket that if Shlomo's in the game and you're playing third, you're looking over to the dugout like we are not going infield in right now. Manny Machado. That's I what I'm saying. Exactly who I was about to answer. And I, I promise you, it doesn't matter if Shlomo's pitching or anybody else's pitching. I already, I already told Kinsler, I go, hey, man, I promise you when we're playing the DR and you're standing over there on the top step asking me to play double play depth, bunt, whatever, slow roller, I, my heels are going to be on the grass, okay? We're not playing the new rules. I can be as far back as I want, as far over as I want. My my back heels will be touching the grass, borderline shaking hands with the left fielder. <laughs> we go from the most. Oh, sorry. Back back on Shlomo. Are you gonna have a Shlomo jersey after this? Like, if there's somebody on your team that I'm, I mean, you're not. Look, tell Lavarnway that I said nobody wants to see him out there. You're the one that's gonna sell it, okay? Because Lavarnway and I go way back, but. Are you going to have a Lippitz jersey when you leave? A Shlomo if Lippitz jersey. If there's one, yeah. If there's one jersey that I'm buying this WBC, you know, Julio Rodriguez, Manny Machado, Maldonado, like all those guys, you know, great, great players. Shlomo Lippitz. Let everyone know that's <laughs> the jersey. Lippitz. That's the jersey you want to be buying. I don't, I, I got to say, I don't think it's going to be at the team store, but I'm sure we can arrange <laughs> something. If people you know? are looking for slow-mo, you're right. You know, I, I, I might be speaking too soon here, but if, if we want to arrange a slow-mo Lippets fire sale team Israel jersey, I think we can get that done. Love it. Who's going to go from the, the oldest player to the most popular player for team Israel, who's actually not a player, the mensch on the bench. Has he arrived? We need, yeah, we need to make sure the mensch on the bench uh, is here. So there's a kid, uh, Jacob, and I'm gonna I'm gonna botch his last name. I call him Steinen, but uh, Steinmetz. It's 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 longer than Steinen. Uh, he's a, I believe he's 19 years old. Yeah, born uh, in 2003. Know, I, okay, so I, I I know he's not 21 because last night we had a little team meeting uh, out in Miami, and uh, he wasn't old enough to come, and so. Uh, he's an Orthodox Jew and going to be playing, uh, in his first WBC. He's, I can't remember what team he's with, but, uh, I'm looking forward to watching him play, uh, this WBC. He's uh, a great kid. Another one that was very, very nervous walking out there last night, uh, in his first big league spring training stadium, first kind of moment with uh, a little bit more than mom and dad in the stands. And uh, it's going to be fun watching him play. He's got really good stuff, too. Um, you know, not just the young age Orthodox Jew part, but he's a, he's a good player, man. He's, it's going to be fun to watch him uh, do his thing this next uh, few days. 
what about Jock Peterson? What's his deal? How's he walking around? What's he saying to the guys? And he's he's been a very clutch player for many years, so he might be the guy pitchers trying to avoid. Yeah. Uh, so Jock hasn't been with the team the last few days. I think he decided to do his workouts um, with his team and then come out here just for the WBC part, which totally understand. You know, we're we're all loving the WBC thing. We're all super fired up to be playing all these different teams represent a, a, our country, a country or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I think he decided that he was just going to show up for the actual WBC part. Cause you know, at the end of the day, when all this is said and done, we're all going to be going back to our teams at some point and uh, fighting for a championship there too. So he'll be here, I believe on Saturday, Sunday? tomorrow, I think tomorrow. Yeah. I think he's coming you're... tomorrow. Yeah. Your first game is Sunday. Do you have his number by the way? Like, did anyone, is he in the group chat? Did anyone shoot him a text? Like, yo, young jock, you better bring that like jocktoberness <laughs> to uh team Israel, totally. baby. We need it. Some pearls. Yeah. He he's in our, yeah, he's in our WhatsApp group text and he already, he fired a message out with Tiger Peterson. One of is our third base coach, which is his brother. And, uh, he already fired a, out a group text. I don't know what the custom quality policy is on, on here, but, uh, he, he fired out uh, that he was not going to be flying across, across the country just to play a few games. He's coming out here to win a championship, which uh, all of us are on the same boat. You know, we're not just here to play some games against Latin America. Uh, we're here to win some games, man. And we got some good players. And I know we're in the, the pool of death, but uh, it's going to be fun. And we have nothing to lose. So it's going to be a hell of a week. You can oh, say right. it. You can say it. This unfiltered, and that's part of. I mean, almost every big leaguer that's been on over the last ten days have have snuck in at least one cuss. Like, if you want to give us the jock quote verbatim, you're allowed. He said, to "I'm not flying out. across this fucking country just to play some goddamn baseball games." Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that's like the Jonesy speech. Yeah, it's a little moderate. I want to talk about Jared. I want to talk about the Phillies playoff run last year. Um, I was there in San Diego game. I was there basically the whole series, Padres and the Phillies. Didn't go to the World Series, but explain that Phillies run. And game one, going back to Philly, one-to-one against the Padres. You know you can't go back to San Diego. You can't go back. So explain yeah. it. Just delve into it. So, you know, you've been on playoff runs before. It's high, high-pressure situations, uh, you know, win or go home not necessarily every game, but damn near it, man. Whether it's game one or game five elimination game, it feels like it's win or go home no matter what. And we went to San Diego fully expecting, uh, you know, a packed house and we got it. And we go back to Philadelphia and we had already played um, a few games there and knowing the crowd that we were going to be getting going back to Philly. uh, It's, you know, you guys have played in Philly, Kratz. You talked about playing in Philly. Uh, when you suck, Philadelphia will let you know. <laughs> Whether you're on the other team or on their team, they're going to let you know that you're that you're playing terribly. And that October run, people have been waiting for that for a decade, a little over a decade. And every time we went back home to play in those playoff games, we were fired up. And those fans brought it every single night. So going back there, playing against San Diego, I I felt like even going into the World Series Game 6, going back to Houston, down a game, uh, Bryce Harp said it best, you know, like 
we're not fucking losing. You know, I we didn't win the championship, but every game that we went into, uh, we felt like we were going to win every single baseball game uh, during that during that October run, and we had a lot of fun doing it, man. Ever heard a louder moment when when Bryce hit that ball? I was right behind. I was on the concession, on the concession, and I, I, vid- I still got the videotape. And I, but I was looking at it because I don't want to be the person who's looking at his tape. I was looking at it because I knew this. It means Suarez <laughs> this moment, and. He hit that ball. I mean, I'm a Padres fan, so I'm like, damn. As a baseball fan, I'm just looking around like, damn, at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys, I looked at your dugout. I mean, everybody's jumping out. That's how that's how Dominican's going to be against Shaw. Just like no that, doubt. that exact moment. No doubt. That's what a base hit. That's what a, a three-hopper, though, up the middle. But explain yeah. that just that most that, that, that bat, just that, just that moment because – that's big. That's his obviously his mo- biggest moment of his career. You got to share that with him, no doubt. And I, I was, you know, I wasn't alive in 1980. I was alive uh, for the 08 uh, championship. But uh, I got to imagine that even though we did not win the World Series, that Philadelphia will hold on to that specific moment, like you're talking about, uh, forever. And we are not a team that comes out in front of the dugout on home runs or whatever. Uh, in that moment, you look at that dugout and I don't think anybody knew where they were. It was uh, a, a, a flash moment where I think everyone in the dugout knows, you know, we call Harp the showman. Whenever there's a big, a big situation, that is the guy that you want coming to the plate. He loves a big moment. You feel like he's going to succeed every time he gets into one of those moments and he capitalized on it. And the fact that he looked to our dugout, who is going absolutely – I mean, Reese borderline broke both of his legs going over the top of the <laughs> top rail and, and spinning in all sorts of ways. I've never seen him spin before. Uh, and Harp's just standing there calm calm as hell and felt like he knew exactly what he was about to do. He, you know, does the Phillies across the chest. I mean, borderline, no emotion. And he comes into the dugout afterwards. And everyone's waiting for him to just kind of erupt and freak out. And he's still calm, calm as can be. And he gets to the bat rack and all of us are kind of looking at him. He just goes, fucking did that. And all of us went nuts. I'm like, finally, you realize the moment that just happened, dude, what the hell? Like it was, it was absurd. And like, you're like, you're saying the, the stadium went nuts and uh, just a huge moment in his career. And it's probably the, it's definitely the biggest one he's had so far, and it's going to be hard to top. But a guy like that, man, I, I wouldn't doubt it if he has another moment like that here in the future. How do you guys get back? How do you guys get back to where you were in that moment again, and then take the next step? Because having a second place ring is not as cool as the first place ring. And how how do you how do you guys do? I mean, obviously you're not with that team right now. You're trying to win a championship here, but how do you guys do that? How, how, what's that process? Yeah, you know, see, I, I was lucky enough uh, to play in Houston. Uh, I debuted in 2019, so I got to, to be a part of that 2019 team uh, that might be one of the best teams that never won a championship uh, up there with that uh, Seattle Mariners team uh, that won 116 games, I think it was, whatever. Uh, but, uh, 
yeah, going back to championships, man, it's, it's tough. And luckily for us, we do have borderline the same team coming back uh, with a few additions that I think make us even better. And I think last year there was a lot of pressure. I wasn't a part of any teams prior to last year. Last year was my first year with the Phillies, but uh, I don't know what the vibe was like before 2022, but the locker room that we have there in Philadelphia and going into last year, you could feel kind of the pressure from the fans, the owners, the front office, you know, they went out and spent all this money and there was a, there was a serious sense of urgency to get it just into the playoffs, let alone to the world series. Uh, I think for us to get back there, um, it's kind of just understanding that the pressure's off of us as far as getting back to the world or back to playoffs and knowing that the players that we have, we can get to a championship and we can beat anybody on any given day. And we have a, a hell of an NL East uh, division to get, get through. So it's going to be a lot of fun this year. Our locker room is, uh, I think the best in the league. And, you know, you guys have been part of championship teams, championship runs, and I, I, in my opinion, I, I feel like that's where it starts. You know, I listen to Kevin Millar talk all the time about that 2004 Boston Red Sox team. And the first thing he always says is, is how awesome the locker room is. And I think that uh, we have the locker room to do it. And it's going to be fun to watch the Philadelphia Phillies this year. Oh, yeah. Millar loves talking 04. They also, like, ripped a shot <laughs> when they were down, like, 3-0 to the Yanks or something. You know, the, those crazy Boston days. But, hey, you, you're right. You guys have one of the coolest clubhouses in the game, and I mean that in a variety of ways, from the talent to the personalities, the whole deal. So you're living the life right now. Team Israel, you got Shlomo, you got Jock coming, <laughs> you got the Phillies when you get back. So, Garrett, this was awesome, man. I hope to talk to you after you sweep through, uh, what did you call it? I said the gauntlet. What do you call it? Murders this week? Yeah, the pool Murders of death. Good. The pool of death. Pool, pool of, of death. death. Yeah. Good luck in the pool of death. You're the ultimate underdog story. It's going to be freaking awesome. We can't wait to watch you guys. And uh, cheers. L'chaim, baby. L'chaim, boys. I ran shots out. for everybody. Well, good luck. Yeah, of course, Jones is finished. I ran out. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. Garrett Stubbs with us. Wow. Uh, th- there, was, there were so many sound bites in there that I like want to keep forever from the WBC to how about I hadn't heard this one before, Jonesy. Harper has spoken a lot about that moment, but the one little nugget he gave us about how he goes, I just fucking did that. Like that yeah. one I had not heard before. And that's cool. That's real. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, obviously those cameras are in the dugout and they're annoying as hell. They're trying to get everything. Rosendahl, we love him, but he's annoying as hell a little bit. <laughs> trying to get interview after guy just hit the biggest home run, the biggest moment of somebody's life. Rosendahl's like, hey, I got on a, I got on a bow tie. Ask me how that go. I'm like, come on, man. Like, let me process it. But, you know, that's, that's what you want. You want to know the camera's trying to get everything and the cameras can get some and the majority of it, but the players preening from their mouth, there's nothing better. Cause he's right there. I mean, the camera is there, but it's not, you can't grab everything. He's literally right there. And I was, I mean, I watched the replay, I watched the game and you can just see how stoic uh, Harper was. Maybe he scared himself and shocked the shit out of himself. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just like, he's just, I just freaking did that. Like, did I really do that? Like, of course you did, dude. Like you're a stud, but maybe he shocked himself because that's a huge moment. And that stadium went insane. Like 
insane. Yeah, that was I mean, that was nuts. I mean, you know, Kratzy, you were there in Philadelphia for it, like before they fired you. That was that was, right. that was a vibe. <laughs> I mean, that he was right, Stubbsy. And look, like I love Stubbsy. Like backup catchers don't get enough love, so I'm always going to beat that drum. He is an awesome dude, and he is a really good player, and just another piece in that cog of the Phillies system. And they're gonna they're gonna miss they're gonna miss Harper. They're gonna miss Harper right here at the beginning of the season. But man, when he comes back, his his presence just in that lineup is amazing. And let alone his presence in the fact that like you know Jonesy like Jonesy plays every day. Molly kind of hit on it like ah you can't concentrate every. Jonesy was out there every day. He wanted to play 162. I think Harper wants to do that too. But there's something to be said about. You come to the field and you look at the you look at the lineup. The lineup's hung on the door, and you're like, "What? Adam Jones isn't playing? You know, the Phillies are going to mm-hmm. do the same thing. What? Bryce Harper's not playing? Like, is everything okay? Like, he's not our guy. Like, that's our guy. There's a stability in that. There's just a stability in the fact that Adam Jones is going to bat first every single day, day game, night game." And you know he's going to be able to do something, and that's you're like, whew, all right. Now we only have eight other players to worry about. Yeah, I think that stability that he, I mean, that Harper obviously brings is amazing. It's going to suck. They're going to miss him the first two months or three months. He said the All Star break is his yeah. uh, is his target. And I look at it in one or two ways. It's, it's similar, or basically one way. It's like how the Padres last year. It was all about the Dodgers. Dodgers. Padres. They can get in. If the Padres get in, they can run a chance. When is Tatis coming back? It, are the Padres going to make a trade? Obviously, they made a massive trade in going against Soto, but also it was like, are we going to make another move? We didn't need to make another move because we're getting Tatis back. That's going to that's like a trade. It's going to feel the same way to the Phillies, as long as they stay in the hunt and don't, you know, if they out, if they're 15 games out at the break, Harper coming back is, ain't going to do nothing. But if they're, uh, you know, if they're right in the thick of it at the All-Star break, Harper coming back is going to be a jolt of energy. It's going to feel like we just got a trade and we just got a big joke. And, you know, that dude, can, he can go eat and he can get hot as anybody ever. And just imagine you get hot for three months, hot for two months, hot for six weeks. It doesn't matter. But down that stretch and he's healthy, his legs are going to be under him because he had elbow surgery. So his legs are going to be healthy. A guy that's been on his legs a lot. He's going to have a really, really good chance to rest him. He doesn't want to. It's unfortunate that he has to. but. He's gonna. They're gonna get a really fresh Bryce, and especially he's. I think he's thirty, thirty-one now. Any time you can get freshness as, as you get over thirty, it's always a plus. Yeah, he he hit off a tee uh, yesterday on Thursday. He's gonna take uh, more swings soon. I think he's gonna be on like an every other day kind of situation. He's coming back from the Tommy John on the throwing elbow. That was a bit of news from Thursday. Also uh, from Thursday, I just want to sneak this in there. The Marlins picked up Yuli Gurriel and Jose Iglesias. They've got a young guy, Jacob Amaya, who's a really good glove. I don't think the bat they feel comfortable with yet. And Joey Wendell probably better in a a super utility role. At least that's where they want him. But I do want to get to this before slap hands. Future's Friday, okay? So, Jonesy, last week on a Friday, we covered the National League West. Today, Mm -hmm. we are going to show you American League East predicted win totals. So Vegas Insider hooking us up with uh, Mm -hmm. the Vegas numbers, right? So they've got New York 94.5. Toronto, 90.5, finishing in second in the division, right ahead of Tampa Bay 
then Boston, then your boys in Baltimore. They've got about 76 and a half. There's a lot of people that are taking the over out of the park baseball simulations, running things for us. And they've got New York under that 94 and a half. They've got them at 89. And remember, Rodon's now hurt to start the year. They've Mm -hmm. got Toronto under at 85. Tampa Bay a little bit under at 86. So overall, they're saying like the AL East might be a tad overrated this year. Boston at 82. And then they've got Baltimore at 81. So, so focus on that left column there, Jonesy, yeah. and give me one team that you're going either over or under what Vegas predicted. Where do they have it wrong? Well, can I bet on it? Can I legally bet on it? Of course I you can. can. Well, What's the hell? rules in Spain? What's the rules in Spain? <laughs> well, I mean, I work with MLB also, so I mean, I, got, oh. I need to call my. I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta call my lawyer. I gotta ask. <laughs> I gotta call MLB. Well, even um, if you don't, then you gotta hook us up and tell us what to for do. Sure. Um, I, I, to, I mean, Toronto is Toronto to me is a team that they did not do what they needed to do last year. I think everybody on paper they was one of the best teams on paper. They were, I think, favored to win the East. Obviously, the Yankees are always in that conversation. Baltimore snuck up and stole some wins. I like how Saturday compared to out of the park shows that the Orioles are going to steal some wins from teams like they did last year. Um, I would flip Baltimore, Tampa. Uh, I think Baltimore, I don't think they're ready yet to take over the East. Obviously, I mean, that, that requires uh, a, a, a couple big sizable moves, you know, especially at this point when they're, I think they're not, they're not rebuild no more. They're in the, upper swing of the talent like they feel that they can play they're not there yet because they still need uh i think another year of of guys another healthy they need to get john means back healthy grayson rodriguez is going to be coming showing up um they got to sign some still, guys too jonesy i mean that's they didn't the really get after say this offseason no that. i'll say it i mean yeah. they didn't and yeah, it's okay right they like they didn't sign guys but so the thing is but you think and and you're all over baltimore like that vegas has them at 76 and a half so you think they're closer to a 500 ball club, which would mean 77 wins or more. Yeah, I do because if they are in the same predicament that they were last year, I mean last year, yeah, at the All Star break when they were like making some noise. If the Brewers aren't, Rosenthal talked about it last week. If the Brewers aren't in it, the Padres have. I mean, I'm sorry, the Orioles have so many prospects to trade to get Corbin Burns. His price is going to be high. He don't even like it there no more. You know, I mean, once you get a riff like that, like that's that's your ace. Like you get a riff like that, that's the that's a no no. That could be somebody that that is a pitcher that can definitely put them over the edge, I believe. Um, but again, you have to you have to play three and a half months. You got to play eighty games, ninety games to see where you where you line up at. Jonesy, I don't, I, don't, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make the rules here, but you got to say over under on something. I mean, well, you no, just, he just uh, did. He's going over on the Orioles. He's saying the I'm Orioles over on the Orioles. Yeah, shouldn't be seventy six and a half. He's saying yeah, that they'll, the they'll be at least five hundred, right? Yeah, I think they can re- redo five hundred or better, depending on a few factors. Obviously, yep. there's a few factors. The Rodon injury is big for other teams because no pitcher is going to replace Rondon and that staff and that organization. So these are where you can take wins from other teams, which, you know, it's part of it. And the Orioles did a lot of that last year. And I just think that they have a hunger, more of a hunger this year. I'm not a homer for them. Trust me. You ain't seen me tweet about them in four years. I met with them last week, had a good time with them, but uh, they, they just have an aura in a, in just a, a different feel like, you know, we're tired of getting smacked. For sure. No, I, I, I can, I can see that. And I, you know, they're on the come up They're They're, they're coming out. I think, 
I think you, Scotty, you said it with the AL East, you know, maybe Vegas isn't like, ah, it's maybe not quite the powerhouse. I think, I think part of these numbers based on the fact that they're going to beat each other to death. Like even in the years when Boston is not good, they're not coming into New York and being like, yeah, well, it's New York. Like we got, you know, we we'll just, we'll just get through these games, you know, see what, no, they're coming in and they want blood. They're going to beat them. They're going to, they're going to try to beat them as many times as they can. You know, it's not like there's, there's not really a doormat this year in, in that division. I'm going, I'm taking the under though with Boston. I just think Chris Sale is, could have a really good year. I really like Tanner Houck. I don't know, you know, how many innings they're just going to get from their starting rotation. Bayo is an awesome young prospect, but he, I get it in a time when starting pitchers are not throwing very many innings. Like you, you don't have to call a guy up to throw seven innings and outing, barely even six innings. But my fear is that we're not even going to get to the fifth inning and they're just going to, they're going to, they're going to wane as, as the season goes on here. So I got, I got the, I got Boston as the last place team in the division, but I also have them as the under. Good call. What about something we didn't think about though, is the balanced schedule now. So it's not 19. It's not going to be because I, I I remember playing against when New York and Boston whooped our ass at seventeen to two in a season. You ain't gonna have that. <laughs> Those were some yeah. terrible times. So you got now you got twelve games in your division. You got other games. So with other other teams. So I don't know, that's it's the balance. I think the balance schedule is perfect. It's great. You get everybody gets to see everybody. But it it could you know yeah could create unbalance at the same time. <laughs> well, and that's why in the AL East they've <laughs> essentially got three. 90-ish win teams predicted yeah. here. This was really difficult for me. I would say probably the most difficult because I could see the Yankees in that mid-90s range. I think the like even though Rodon injury is going to hurt um, at least to start the season, I think Luis Severino is going to have a big year. Cole's going to be Cole. Like I think and Nestor, Nestor Cortez is fantastic. And I mean, I think there's some guys that will actually bounce back lineup-wise too. Judge, I don't think he's going to necessarily hit 62 homers, but he's still going to be judged. Like, I think that's pretty accurate there for the Yanks. Could I see them winning 100-plus? Sure, but I could see them going through that lull like they've had in the past, like last year. So I thought that was good. Toronto, I out of the park, had them at 85. I could see that, but it's tough for me. Like, you're waiting for Toronto to really break out. So that one was tough. I didn't want to touch that. I thought about going under on the Rays. Had a tough time with that as well, just because I think the pitching's outstanding. I mean, they didn't do a ton to add to their lineup, but like Wander Franco was hurt for a good chunk of the year, and I think he's going to have a huge season. I think Arena is going to break out. They've been talking about him, saying like this is a version of Arena that looks more like the uh, Babe Ruth that we saw in the 2020 postseason. <laughs> so I didn't want to touch any of that. And with Baltimore, I think that's like pretty on the money for me, just because I didn't think they they did much in the offseason. So I think there could be some sophomore slumps. But for me, I still think Baltimore is going to be ahead of Boston. I think Boston's a last place club in the AL East this year. I really do. I don't think there's enough pitching there. They didn't really do a ton in the offseason. Um, they lost Xander Bogarts, who I think is yeah. it's going to burn them. He is so consistent in that lineup. He plays, he posts, and he puts up numbers. So I think that's going to hurt. Devers re-signing was huge, but like Devers has been there. The thing is, you're looking at the team and you're like, are they better than last year? Because they weren't good last year. And I don't think they're better than last year. So for me, that's where I'm going. I'm with you, Kratzy. This isn't TV bullshit where we have to pick different teams. Like, I'm going the same route as you. Boston, I'm taking the under. I'm looking at more like 
low 70s in terms of the win total, like maybe 73-ish, 74, something like that. So that's where I'm sticking. They ain't going to make we'll people in Beantown happy. But being, people in Beantown yeah. are pissed as it is. I can tell so, you. They looked at this offseason. They're like, why are the Padres outspending us right now? Like, we are Boston. What is going yeah. on? And I agree. I'm with them. The thing with – you've seen this, Jonesy. Like, the Yankees are always playoff contenders. And people in Boston right. get jealous about that. Even though the Red Sox have more titles in the last, whatever it is, 10, 15 years, people in Boston are like, why can't we consistently be in the playoffs every year? Why is it a roller coaster? Why some years am I on the highest of highs and other years the lowest of lows? So I, I think they're, the they're still here. It's not no. the market. It's not no. the market because Boston is it's not obviously it's not New York's market, but it ain't they're they're in Baltimore's market. Yeah, that was extremely. That's education world right there. <laughs> yeah, Boston, they, they're they rich. Nerds. Go to a Red Sox game. Yeah, Fenway Park, packed just about all the time. So anyway, oh, yeah. that's that's my pick. Let's do slap hands <laughs> before we hit the weekend. Um, a couple happy birthdays. Josh Van Meter, Ben Davis, Phillies broadcaster. You friends yeah. with him, Kratzy? What a Best trip club voice in the world. What a, what a jawline. Yeah, he's a handsome man. Oh, oh, I forgot. I should do that. This is this is my shameless plug because I'm the ambassador for Out of the Park Baseball. You can pre-order right now. There's a link. I think we posted it. Um, March 24th is when the game actually comes out. You'll get the voiceover with yours truly. Boom, there it is. Oh, that looks nice. Fresh logo this year, too. Um, I got an early peek at the game. So thank you, Out of the Park. That's That's our simulation that helps us with the predictions and the stats. They do a great job with it. So appreciate you. And now let's do a little slap hands action. Kratz hats, it's time. Give your shout out. What are you wearing today? Unveil. This is, while I spent less days here, I played in more games than I did with the, uh, with the Red Sox. With the Red Sox, I only played, I was there for two days and I got fired on the third day. This is the New Haven Ravens. It's not even a team anymore. Jonesy, you're probably too young to have played against them. But they play, we played at Yale's Field up in New Haven, and it was, it was a glorified high school field. But the team, <laughs> listen to some of these names. Guillermo Quiros. My boy. Al- Alex Rios. He was Alexis Rios at the yeah. time. Oh. <laughs> Dom Rich. John Fagan. Anthony Sanders, who's now the first base coach first for the Orioles. Coach. Yep. And this one is my personal favorite, John Ford Griffin. <laughs> Studs. Champs that year. League <laughs> champs. I was in the Mariners in the minor league system there, so I was always – I went to Midwest League, and then I was always West California and PCL. Oh, this was this was this was uh, double A. I forgot to mention that they okay. were in the they were in okay. the Eastern League. Okay, I was Texas League, hotter than hell. Ugh, never been there. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. Jonesy's like what? How many minor league teams did you play for, Jonesy? Like three? I did uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, Inland Empire, um, uh, San Antonio Missions, and Tacoma Rainiers. I did it in two and a half years. Oh, it was a blessing. It was, really it was, yeah, it. a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm really, I really feel hey. bad for you. I know there's a side of you that's really hurting all that time you spent in the minor leagues. It's. Hey, I was in the back with the guys with the laptop and the DVDs, listening to it, with, watching with the big headphones, watching my movies too, <laughs> watching my series. I'm saying, <laughs> apparently, you barely even finished the movie. You were in the minor leagues, so short. <laughs> You're like, boom, here I am. All right, yeah. so let's finish with this. It's. 
for, to finish slap hands, um, Adam, what's your, uh, it could be a quick one, but what, what is your speech or your words to team USA this weekend, or just your thoughts too on the team? Cause like they're, they're, I think second, um, to the DR in terms of favorites to win this thing. Yeah. DR has got a stud too. They've got a, DR's they've got, got an ace too, with yeah. Alcantara at the top of the uh, rotation and their lineup's oh, just as good. Oh, congratulations, DR. Congratulations. You didn't win last time you won in 13. Congrats. You won there a long time ago. It was 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> I don't know how people have their favorite and when they're not, they didn't win. That's like saying, I just seen a new poll having Nick Saban as higher than Kirby Smart when Nick, Kirby Smart just won the last two championships. That makes no damn sense to me. But at Team USA, do what you do best. Be be explosive. I mean, the guys, you got the talent, the world of talent. Uh, cut the egos. And it's not about your egos. Get play baseball. Score more runs than them. That's all that matters. The team across your the team across the name across your chest is the only thing that matters during this tournament. Play hard. Beat they asses. And be and, and, and show as much emotion as them. Don't be afraid to show as much as emotion as them. You, you everybody gets happy, gets sad, all that. Show emotion because they are going to bring it all nine innings. So bring it. And and also bring it. Try and top um, Adam's legendary moment. The, the most iconic moment oh, in, in definitely yeah. in the U.S. In, in World Baseball Classic history. So uh, one one military our military shout out of the day. Camp Pendleton, San Diego County. That's the uh, major West Coast base for the U.S. Marines. You know what's up exactly. Yeah, um, well. since you're from San Diego, so shout out to them. Always really appreciative of, of your service. We do it every day here on Foul Territory. And one more one more toast. Uh, wanted to shout out and bring her on here too. Claudia Olson, our producer behind the scenes every single day doing 80 things at once uh really really uh yes d- deserves it's coffee, but it counts it deserves counts. this yeah it's I'm coffee not and- later. <laughs> please do for it. us yes what a day what a show thanks for uh watching or tuning in if you're a podcast person um foul territory next week loaded up with guests enjoy wbc weekend and we will talk to you then. Yeah, get, give Jonesy and Kratzy some beats and Claudia before we Please. get out of here. Come on, bring That's it. Bring good. it back. Bring it back. Yes. What was that? The motorcycle's Uh-oh. outside my window. Is it really? <laughs> there you go. That works too. All the sound effects Motor we have, cross. don't worry. That's what happens when you live in Miami, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Happy Friday, people. Yes, sir.